Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grace Works Podcast. I'm Dakota, and before we get started in the episode, I just want to thank you for listening and also ask you to uh, go over to Instagram and like uh, the Instagram page, Grace Works Podcast. Um, there you can see some of the stuff that I am working on, and I would really appreciate it. So thank you. And today I'm going to try to answer one question in this podcast. That question is probably the most important topic that will be discussed on this podcast ever. And what you do with the answer to that question is the most important decision you'll make in your whole life. That question is, what is the gospel? And it's an important question to ask because it's at the center of the Christian faith. It's the defining aspect that separates it from every other religion in the world. And simply put, it is the good news. That is what the word gospel means. It is the good news that God is going to glorify himself through the salvation of sinful mankind. It is the fact that humankind, to our core, we are stained with sin. And let me define that quickly because I don't want to take anything for granted. What is sin? 1 John 3, 4 says that sin is breaking God's law. And God's law is directly rooted in God's character. Why is murder wrong? Because God is the author of life. All things are held together by him. And when there is murder, it not only brings God's law, but it's the very opposite of who God is. And why is it a sin to lie? Simply because God is truth. It's totally opposite to who He is. And it's been this way ever since Adam rebelled against God's commands in the Garden of Eden. Man, at one time was perfectly righteous before God. That means he had no sin. That means that man's character lined up with the character of God completely. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a world where you never got angry, you never thought that lustful thing, and you don't carry yourself in arrogant pride? And it seems so foreign to us because we've never known a day without sin. When Adam disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, sin entered into the world. Man was distanced from God because of that sin. And the world fell into this downward cycle of getting worse and worse and worse. But God, through his love for us, did something. And that's what we're talking about today. See, with sin in our lives, we had become separated from God. Man once walked with God in the garden in perfect fellowship, step in step. So we are separated not only in life since the fall in the garden, but also because of sin, we would also be separated from God after death 
in a place that the Bible calls hell. And this is a place of fire, pain, and darkness. It's called a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. And it may be hard to believe, but the fire and the pain is in the worst part of this. The worst part about this place is being separated from God. It's a separation from God's life-giving, the separation from His goodness, His truth, His holiness. That's the punishment for our sin. That's why hell is so hellish, because we are separated from God. But the Bible says that God was rich in mercy, great in love, and He's holy and in control, and God had a plan. And it was a plan that he knew would happen since before time began. Before man even sinned, God had this plan. And the good news is that God did something to offer us forgiveness, to take the penalty of our sin, to do away with the separation from him. And how did this happen? It's through the life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, the reason we can't be forgiven by our own good works is first, that God himself is the standard for righteousness. Remember, God's character is righteousness. That's who he is. That's his standard. Perfection. That's what righteousness is, perfection. And we don't measure up to that standard. There's no way we ever can. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us has lied. Every one of us has stolen. Every one of us has had an angry thought or been selfish. We don't measure up to God's standards. And even when we do our, our good deeds, the Bible says that they are filthy rags in the sight of God. Even our good things are tainted by our sin, our pride, and our motives. We don't measure up to the standard because total perfection is what God requires. It's what he's always required. See, God couldn't have overlooked the one sin of Adam in the garden because he's righteous. One sin is far too much. In the Old Testament, he always required a perfect lamb, one without blemish, that was the one to be sacrificed for the sins of the people. And with Christ himself, God provided the blameless lamb that took the sins of the world. It was through Jesus, his only son, and that's the gospel. Christ's life on this earth is important. It's important because he had to be blameless and praise God he was. The Bible says that he who knew no sin, Jesus knew no sin, he never sinned, but he became sin for us. He lived the perfect life that you and I couldn't, and he bore the wrath by dying on the cross so that we wouldn't. He took our place. He died the death that we should have. He felt the separation from God 
that we should have experienced. He did this when he cried on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, at that moment on the cross, experienced true hell on earth, separation from God because of our sin. And he did this so that all who believe in him would never have to feel that separation. The full weight of God's wrath is poured out and God himself takes the consequences for our sin. He cries out, it is finished. And then he dies. The son of God dies. So all of God's wrath is poured onto Jesus in our place. He's taken off of the cross and buried in a tomb that was never meant for him. And three days later, when the disciples are without hope and everything seems lost, all they had followed seems a waste. Jesus does what only God can do. He's resurrected from the dead. It's in this moment that Christ proves he's conquered death. The check clears and Jesus' payment was enough. The the resurrection of Jesus from the dead proves that he is who he says he is. And it proves that he has done what he said he would do. He lived and defeated the power of sin. He died and took God's punishment for our sin. And then he rose, conquering over the power of death. And he lives today at the right hand, making intercession for us to the Father. And one day he's coming. And that is the gospel. That is the good news. That is the hope of everyone that believes. It is a free gift, but it must be accepted. Christ lived and he died to forgive the sins of the world. And today, all who believe in him and trust in him will be saved. The gospel is the hope that that relationship that was broken in the garden between God and man will one day be restored. The means is already there. Christ has made a way for that restoration to happen. But the gospel goes beyond God's promise to forgive all who believe. The gospel itself is an expression of the magnificent character of God. The gospel shows us not only his great love, but it also shows his sovereignty, his omnipotence, his righteousness, his patience, his faithfulness, and his justice. In the gospel of Jesus, the glory of God is clearly seen. We see the character of God through the story of the gospel. We see his sovereignty. God constantly, through history, has protected his promise, despite the opposition of Satan. This is seen all throughout the Old Testament. Will the line be broken that God said 
the line of David, from them, from the line of David, the Savior of the world is going to come. God constantly protected that line. He was sovereign and in control of it the whole time. There was no reason to doubt. In the gospel, we see God's omnipotence. From the beginning, God knew what had to be done. After the fall, he says, One day, Eve, your seed will crush the head of the serpent. The promise of the gospel is right there as soon as it happens. But even before that, before the foundation of the world, before Genesis 1-1, God knew he would have to die in our place. The gospel shows God's omnipotence. It also shows his righteousness. See, because God has to punish sin. He is always consistent. He always must be righteous. He is unchanging. That also is a characteristic of God. He's unchanging. He must punish sin because he is righteous. And he did. He does punish sin whether in the form of Jesus' sacrifice or in the form of hell. But see, God is also patient, and the gospel shows us that. He was long-suffering through generations of rebellion in the Old Testament. His people constantly had forsaken him and gone over, gone after idols. And not only that, but he's patient with us, that we should come to repentance. See, we deserve death and hell at the moment we sin. But the fact that God allows us to live is in itself an act of grace, an act of patience. The gospel shows also that God is faithful to his promise. And finally, the gospel shows that God is just in everything that he does. God is just because, again, his righteousness did not allow for sin to go unpunished. He showed his grace, though, in providing Christ. See, the justice, the proper punishment for sin is placed on Christ. There's a quote by Tozer, and he says, Through the work of Christ in atonement, that is, his payment on the cross, Jesus dying for us, through that, justice is not violated. God is still just, but justice is satisfied when God spares a sinner. Punishment for our sin is carried out. But instead of being carried out on us, the sinner is carried out on the spotless lamb that died on the cross for us. Jesus is the Son of God. And this is the gospel. Not just that men and women can be saved through faith, but the gospel is the character of God shown through history and through 
what will happen in the future. God is glorifying himself through the salvation of sinners. And we get to take part in that. So what you do today with that, the answer to the question, what is the gospel? That's the most important thing. How will you respond to that? You can respond in faith and be forgiven, or you can reject it. But God is faithful. He's just. He's patient. And He's righteous. In the gospel, we see that. So, thank you for listening. Uh, to this week's episode of Grace Works. Uh, My name is Dakota, and I will see you next week. Thank you.